Good evening and welcome to this February 24th, 2012 edition of The Chat Room. We are here every Friday night talking about relationships, dating, love, and uh, I am one of your hostesses, Marie Stone. I'm here with Elizabeth Zero. Love and relationships. That's you. Hey, Marie. Hey, you. We're going to have a fantastic show. I love your lounge singing. I know. I just decided to do that like right a split second ago. But you're good. It's good. I know. I think I should have an act. Do you want to? I think you should have. You want to go to Vegas, baby? I'll 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 stick uh, dollars in your. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be the first dollar. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're here with Nathan Tang. How you doing, Nathan? Good. 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 Excellent. Excellent. So we uh, we are here taking your calls for the next hour, and uh, we're talking about online dating today, online love, online relationships, and uh, online hookups. And uh, if you have experience in any one of these areas or all of these areas, feel free to give us a call, 949-824-5824, 949-UCI-KUCI. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are broadcasting live from the University of California campus in Irvine. We're streaming on the web at KUCI.org. We are podcasting, so you can check out our podcasts at KUCI.org slash talk. Scroll down to the chat room and you can get all of our podcasts up there archives of past shows are all there and uh so that's it so today we are um we are talking about love relationships online dating and uh from online chat rooms to personal ads to internet dating um like i said if you have any stories or uh questions feel free to give us a call have any of you had any experiences with online dating you know, I have, I have not actually. I I did when I was single. Once I did join an online dating site for about fifteen seconds until I was <laughs> until I ran screaming away from my computer. I think so. that's the right reaction. Well, yeah. I mean, it just seemed like the, the profile that I filled out seemed to attract a lot of really strange-looking um, people and with strange bios, and I was like, ooh, maybe I'm not ready to date. So I think I the profile everybody fills out ends up with strange well there's people. the i think what did i do it was like e-harmony and they actually you know make you take a test so you can't really cheat and then they <laughs> it's like a psychological and i was like i need to do some work on myself i'm gonna take myself off of this that's hilarious yeah. so it was a wake-up call to you to do some a little uh yeah and i but i actually had a friend who had an experience um terry last name anonymous um and she said that the guy um said well can you take a picture of yourself in a bikini and send it to me right now they were chatting online and she said well i have pictures online he's like well how do i know this that's what you really look like Hmm. she's like well why don't you just wait till see me he's like well i think you're a fat pig and i was like oh yeah (laughs) she like she like delete you know but she thought then she said i wonder if i did something wrong and i'm like no he just wanted you to take a picture of yourself He was just trying to, like, have some fun, you know? Well, so. yeah, you know, I uh, I engaged in this before eHarmony and before, because mm-hmm. I've been married a thousand years. So when I was doing this, um, it was kind of around the time the AOL, you know, mm-hmm. crap was going on. And uh, so there weren't formal dating sites. So it was just kind of, you know, chat was brand new. And so you could IM somebody, and that was a whole brand new experience. And uh, I don't know what, you know, I'm a smart person, and I was... I was in law school, so I was, you know, I wasn't an idiot, but I really was. I was an idiot. So, so I, <laughs> I wasn't an idiot, but I was but an idiot. I was idiot. a total idiot. So I, you know, I broke every single rule. I mean, if my daughter did this crap I did last, you know, yeah. I don't know what I would do. I would have an aneurysm. <laughs> but, yeah, so I would... Um, I would tell people where I lived and, you know, that I lived alone and, you know, where I hid my front door key. <laughs> Under a rock next to my door. <laughs> oh my when gosh. I was heavily inebriated so they could get in easily. I don't know. I mean, I really, I was, I was an idiot. And <laughs> I, yeah, so these uh, two particular gentlemen showed up and I just thought five, six and 280 pounds looked different you know when they they were honest wow and they showed up and i was like wow you're not wearing it very well (laughs) and um this one guy showed up in sweatpants and he's got back i know i know it's awful and so he shows up 
and he's standing there and I'm staring at him and he's like, you know, do you mind if I change it to something more comfortable? And I'm like, wow, more comfortable than sweats? (laughs) What does that look like? And he brought another change of clothes, like these basketball shorts that went down to his knees Mm -hmm. and one of those horrible tank tops where you could see his rib cage. Oh, I love uh, see-through mesh. Oh my God. (laughs) It was awful. And uh, anyway, yeah, so I let him in and we had dinner. That's so amazing. You're still alive. I'm an idiot. And then, and then this other guy said, if you scream right now, nobody would hear. He was, he was also, he was like five, three or something. And he was like, you know, you realize if you screamed right now, nobody would hear you. I'm having an aneurysm. And I picked him up because he was like the size of a bug. And I just opened my front door and set him outside (laughs) and closed the door. That's the last I saw of him. Oh my gosh. Nathan, what about you? (laughs) Have you ever done, have ever experimented online, got any chat rooms or dating sites? Nope. Nope. That's, that's none of my, I don't do that stuff, but I I hear funny stories. Okay. Well, hopefully afterward, after the show tonight, you will, you will experiment. Funnier stories than mine? No, no. Oh, can't be funnier that's, than mine. That's tough <laughs> yeah. to beat, Mary. Uh, so anyway, one of the um, easiest and best known places to meet people and hook up is Craigslist. Um, oh, yeah. Craigslist. I like Craigslist. The casual encounters on Craigslist, uh, they, uh, they, so they offer no-strings-attached experiences that are um, expedient and anonymous, which I think it, it, isn't that what we're all looking for in um, dating, expedient and anonymous. Yes. Where you can find somebody with the same interests as you, um, meet up, and then move on. So it really doesn't matter if they have the same interests as you. <laughs> who, who cares? As long as they have one similar interest. <laughs> exactly. So um, anyway, joining us today is Kate, and uh, Kate is is hilarious. She's a writer and producer who is the creator of the website filthynotesfromstrangers.com. This is a compilation of really hilarious fake personal ads soliciting casual encounters from uh, from the freakiest of freaks, and uh, and she's not kidding. So the website lists um, the original ad that, that Kate places along with the best of the hundreds of responses that she receives that include statistics broken down by the time the post was put up, you know, how long the post was was airing, uh, the total number of responses she received, um, pictures attached, both personal pictures and um, facial pictures, um, miscellaneous stuff, and more. Um, Since its launch in July, uh, Filthy Notes from Strangers has gotten more than 80,000 hits. Whoa! With only grassroots publicity. Amazing. Impressive. So we're going to bring her on. Kate, hi. Hello. Hello. Hey, Kate, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I have a little history with Kate. We, we used to work together in the entertainment industry, so actually... You are both. I know you're, her. you're like the most entertaining people I know so far, so... I know. I can, I can see her. What's shaking, girl? Not much. It's sitting, uh, sitting on a landline. So, uh, I got a text from you saying something about that vodka tonic is pretty strong. What were you saying? <laughs> there is a, there is a screwdriver there's, sitting on the counter. There's a screwdriver in your uh, immediate future. <laughs> so, it's 7 o'clock where I am. It's a little better. So tell me, how did you come up with the idea for Filthy Nuts with Strangers? And, um, I mean, what made you think of, like, this idea and to create the website? Well, I think that... I'd always been a little bit of a voyeur when it came to Craigslist. I mean, you find couches and lamps, and lots of people find love and or casual encounters on Craigslist. Yeah. So when it came to, you know, looking at it so much, when you find yourself kind of hungover on the couch at, you know, 1 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon with your best friend, <laughs> and you she end up posting me. what you think is one of the stupidest ads in the world. Yeah. And when it, then it comes in and you get 200 responses to something that you find horrifying personally, <laughs> it kind of became this contest to push the envelope a little bit to see how, you know, see if there was an ad that nobody would answer, if there was something that was so disgusting or so stupid. Yeah. And the third or fourth ad, I ended up getting somebody who was a really good friend of the guy that I was dating oh my answered it. And realizing that there was this kind of two degree between me and every single person that was anonymously emailing me became a little fascinating to me. And trying to figure out how long it would take for somebody that I knew personally who had no idea that it was me on the other end of the line, how long it would take for somebody to answer that ad like that. Oh, my gosh. So what what happened with that person? Um, Well... um, the ad that the, the 
friend of the guy that I was dating answered was one of the more disgusting ads. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really hard to, like, you know, go out on a date with this guy and not tell him that one of his best buddies, you know, wanted to do something really gross with a total stranger. <laughs> and over the course of doing it, you know, over the next couple of months, it turned into guys that I would see at the gym were guys that had emailed me. Oh, gosh. And, you know, at some point somebody tried to pick up one of my friends via, you know, like MySpace or Facebook. Mm-hmm. And when she showed me all excited because she had this guy that was awesome and she was going to go on a date with him, I pulled up every single ad that he had answered. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to be like, really? I don't think you want to go on a date with this guy. You should do like a Megan's Law, like co-website. So it's like people could list it and you could put their picture and what they are into like next to it. And you can see, is is this person I'm meeting a freak or what? So so you knew these guys were these guys because they sent you photos of themselves? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. And, they, and, I mean, one of the fascinating things that I found was that everybody was willing to use their real information. And yeah. people were sending me pictures of them with their wives. It oh, wasn't, no. you know, there was, there was no discretion and there was no tact. And I understand that the ads that I was placing were the least tactful ads <laughs> that you can find on the Internet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of got what I asked for. I totally understand that. But I was still kind of blown away by the amount of personal information that people were willing to share, not knowing who was on the other end of that email. So do you always, did you always place the ads as a woman, or did you, was it always like a woman seeking a man, or have you done the, the opposite? We tried a couple of opposites, but nobody answered. Oh, so you, you, know, you, post, seemed, you yeah, posted it as a man? Yeah, posted as a man. Seeking a woman, and you know, you got some some spam bots, you know, <laughs> trying to get you to visit their porn site. But the I, I think that there is a definite um, lopsidedness to the casual encounters. That yeah, there are a lot more men optimistic about how that's going to work than there are women. So, on average, posting as a woman seeking a man, how many responses would you receive? that got pulled down right away um, that I only got, you know, 18, 20 responses. But there was an ad that was up in New York for seven days, mm-hmm. and I got 1,200 responses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they were, tw- you know, 1,200 responses to an ad that was a woman seeking a, a, a man with a smaller personal picture, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> so it was 1,200 men willing to admit that oh they were, gosh. you know... I bet they were so excited. They were so excited. Somebody <laughs> wants me. So nice. it, you know, the, the thing that's interesting to me about this, well, there's 900 things that are interesting to me about this, but I, I engaged in the same um, thing once, and posing as a woman, um, seeking um, men for something, exactly the same thing you did, except that, you know, I just did it once just to see what would happen. And... Um, yeah, we got, to, you know, I got some people, but for some reason I was thinking you'd get a lot of people who are in the same boat that, you know, like you and I would be communicating with each other, right? So you'd post an ad and that I'd answer it. But it, you, you're, the thing that's shocking me about what you're telling me is the amount of personal information that people are willing to offer up and that these seem like legitimate encounters because I, I just thought you each were yanking each other's chain, but maybe not. No, I mean, I got, there, there was, in specific, there was one gentleman who was sending um, replies from his school district email. Oh, oh my gosh. And, you know, and that he was a teacher in California yeah. who was answering ads on his school district email and, and unabashedly. Wait, I think we know him. I'm shocked. <laughs> a teacher from California? No. <laughs> Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Kate, the creator of the website Filthy Notes from Strangers.com. It's a um, compilation of hilarious fake personal ads soliciting casual encounters. Um, one of the, um, oh, and if you have any questions for Kate or you want, have any sh- stories you want to sh- uh, share with us, we're taking calls at 949-824-5824. And you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. One of the um, stories, Kate, that I thought was so um, creative is the... Um, Thank God somebody had a dream. Woman for man, 38, almost 40 years old. I was conceived on the day Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. And what better way to celebrate his dream than to announce 
than to have an anonymous casual encounter with a stranger. Need not be African-American, but must believe in the dream. <laughs> we are all created equal, especially in the bedroom. Extra consideration for anyone who can give me their story of being here on that faithful day. God bless, Mary. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Yeah, I'm kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's creative, and I and these are the, I'm only reading some of the... Um, the post that we can get away with reading, <laughs> that the FCC will allow us to. That, that one post that we can get away with There reading. was another one that I thought was really funny where the girl with the really bad teeth but a great body was seeking a guy with really bad teeth that would be okay with her bad teeth. And then well, it, was, it was a global experiment, and that one went up in London, so I was really just trying to play the stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> so funny yeah that was something like um what was this something london calling or something like that and also what's funny too is how you list the stats um you know like as far as like how long the post was alive um total responses face pictures other pictures that they might send um and then just anonymous strange miscellaneous pictures or comments which i thought was really funny i like the one too where it's pinch me i'm not dreaming where the girls um once had, I guess, an encounter with her brother and dad when she was a child. They were pinching her with lobster claws. And so you, you, <laughs> she wants to be pinched. It's just, it's cute. Yeah, well, it, it, what happened was it became kind of a study in geography, too. Yeah. I've been posting everything up in L.A., and when it, it started really wearing on me that everybody I was running into and everybody I saw everywhere I went were total suspects. Yeah. So it was freeing to put it up in New York, and the lobster one went up in Providence, Rhode Island, <laughs> going over to London and kind of seeing. And, and what I saw was that in New York, nobody flags you because nobody cares what you're doing. Right. And yeah. in L.A., everybody is so up in everybody's business oh. that the second they think you're not real, they hit the flag button and your thing mm. is taken down. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't mm. correlate that, but yeah. A lot of my L.A. friends don't like my Facebook posts. They're all up in my business. Is that true? <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes they're like, you're mean. I'm like, I'm a comedian. Just be quiet. <laughs> Not mean. So what stimulates your, your ideas? Do you, do you do things sort of based in reality and then just take it and run? Or are they just total fabrications that you come up with out of nowhere? Do you drink and then come up with these ideas? <laughs> all of the above. Um, I think all of them have some little basis in reality, whether or not it was the day that I was really, really sick at home on the couch and ended up posting a terrible ad about the various uses of knots. And, you know, something that should not have gotten a single response. But it got a bunch, you know, and I think that there were, you know, there were definitely some that were brought on by drinking. There is one that is, you know, fake drunk, real drunk, that I was real drunk when I did it. Um, Mm. And, you know, and and some of it is just based on the fact that, oh, my God, it's Martin Luther King's day. You know, we better put something (laughs) up. President's Day. There was one where it's like, who's your favorite president? <laughs> I was really happy. The President's Day is actually probably my favorite, yeah. my favorite part of it. Tell us and that, that one. Was, I, it was when I started realizing that asking for um, intellectual things rather than disgusting things was yeah. more fun. Oh, totally. Because I would post these things at night and then go to sleep and wake up and it was Christmas morning. <laughs> I know, I love that. I'm like, ooh, I have so many emails. People like me. Yeah, so, and, and I, I will admit to the anonymous attention of it was really fun. Yeah. You know, I'm just as bad as everybody else. Yeah. And I guess, you know, part of my point is I am one of one yeah. of them. I did this. I take full responsibility for it. How do you think the Internet has changed the world in regards to dating love and casual encounters? Um, I think the Internet's made it much easier for the casual encounters to exist. I think that it, it that before, you know, Craigslist and before, you know, broadband, it was, you had to really seek it out. Mm-hmm. And that some of the, you know, the more niche parts of, of casual encounters 
definitely, you know, you would have to look long and hard to find it. And right now it's all just there and it's all at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. All, you know, all it takes is an email. And I think that the, you know, the veil of anonymity, being able to put out what you want other people to see of you is real interesting. That none of it is, none of it's real in my book, in my experiences, none of it's real. Well, we mentioned this on another show, and I think it's—I think it's true that the internet is now makes the the streaker or the guy in the in the raincoat who used to stand in the park. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it makes it so much easier for him because the the exhibitionist who's willing to hold himself out there, but just for a minute, you know, not he's yeah. not going to stick around, but he just wants to be out there for a couple of seconds. Um, it, this is a, a playground for him, and the, the, the question that I have. About about where this all goes is whether or not, you know, if you had some of these predilections 45 years ago, whatever your, you know, your snot fetish is, <laughs> um, you know, it'd be hard to find other people with a snot fetish. But now, you know, I wonder how comfortable these people feel in in feeling like there's a community of you know, of people, like-minded people, and then if the and then if those fetishes kind of keep getting pushed yeah. to places where they really shouldn't be pushed to, you know, that that they now feel safe and secure in their community of Yeah, it's freaks. certainly much easier to find, you know, somebody who wants to change your diaper. Right. Now. Right. And also, not just for, for casual encounters, but for dating, um, you know, and finding love and romance and a partner is so much easier just to fill out a profile or you can, you know, you don't have to go to the expense of going to a bar, spending, you know, the two-drink minimum with a cover charge or... Well, it's so anonymous. I mean, that's the beauty is that I think any intimate encounter, whether it's psychologically intimate or physically intimate, is you're on the line so much. And now you don't have to be. You don't have to put yourself out on the line very much at all. And you don't have to take very many risks. I mean, it's, no. it's not risky well, at all. You, but you do. You, I mean, what, what it kind of requires is a blind faith and a blind trust. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the only time I ever actually went and met somebody from my project um, was a guy that had answered almost every single ad I had put in L.A. And at some point I was slightly inebriated um, (laughs) and had put an ad up and he had responded immediately and it was always the same picture of like the hipster with the mustache and the ironic t-shirt. And after like seeing his picture like, you know, 20 times, I finally said, okay, I'll, you know, I'll go meet this guy and made arrangements to like meet up at the bar at the bottom of the hill Mm -hmm. and walked in and he was creepy. Wow. Super creepy, like pockmarked, like creepy, and had a drink and left. So you didn't even introduce yourself? No, well, we, like, chatted for a few minutes. Oh, so you did, okay. And then I got back home and realized that I hadn't cross-referenced his email to figure out which ads he had answered. Oh. And it turns out that he had answered one ad 14 times. Oh, my gosh. And it was the ad about the psoriasis. I might have some eczema, a little small patch of eczema on my arm, but I can still, you know, go there. And it turns out that he was a guy that had been covered in eczema for 99% of his body. Oh, my gosh. So and that he was begging for somebody to understand him. Oh, And that heart. this girl, this fake girl on the other end, was totally up his alley because she was going to be able to understand him the way nobody else was going to. Oh, so that's why he was so persistent. And that was why he was so persistent. But in the meantime, the emails that he was sending me were the most disgusting, (laughs) vile, nasty emails that were all an attempt to sleep with a stranger. Yeah. Why do you think so many men in particular, because they're the ones answering the ads, um, what's the attraction for wanting to um, have an encounter with a stranger? Um, I think it's easy. It's there. Yeah. You know, it's almost that if you throw enough stuff at the wall, some of it has to stick kind of thing. Yeah. I wonder, so, how many people do you think really end up hooking up or, or you know, following through? I mean, well, obviously... I've, I've had conversations with, you know, some of the some of the men that... I, I've, I've now started putting it out on Craigslist mm-hmm. because I, I'm an attention hooker. Mm-hmm. And 
I've talked to, you know, some, some of the men who have seen what I've done and have given me their input that it does happen and it does exist. And, you know, what it is, you know, awesome in my book if consenting adults want to go there. I, you know, yeah, I, I probably won't. So what do you think the whole attraction with talking dirty and having, and like some of the, just what's the attraction to dirty talk or even, you know, just the filthiness of it? Like, what do you think people like about that? Um, well, I think that, you know, a, a part of it is the tease mm-hmm. and, you know, part of it is again, putting out, you know, putting your best foot forth. And, you know, for some people that is, you know, the, their quote-unquote personal pictures. Yeah. Um, but I think everybody's really horny. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, well, I'll definitely, I certainly am. Um, I, I actually did a little research on that because that was something that was curious to me. And um, I, I found this, porn-induced arousal has been linked to many parts of the brain. One recent theory is that brain cells fire when an action is performed as well as when, it, as when it's observed. So basically this means that, you know, a person can get turned on not only by performing an act, but also by watching one or even talking about it. So that would make sense why I think people get mm-hmm. so excited. Um, they say that they, um, the reason men, men's brains are hardwired for easy arousal is that men are ready for an opportunity, uh, when opportunity knocks, which is how their bodies and abilities to reproduce are made. And online sites like that kind of give that opportunity for immediate satisfaction so it might be the. I think it could be part of the reason, you know, for. It's going to be the novelty factor too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it sounds like the reason that Kate did this in mm-hmm. part is because she wanted to see how far you could go, and I think a lot of people are curious as to how far they would go. You know, yeah. Would, how many points on your purity test can you cross off by doing some crazy act and the story value and the. Yeah. So once you're, you know, once you're down with anonymous sex with strangers. Yeah. I guess, you know, the sky's the limit as to what, you know, crazy story values you want to rack up for yourself. Right? Yeah, or if there's no, um, you know, even, like, a opportunity for being with someone, to at least, you know, talking about it's the next best thing. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing that I read, too, that was really interesting is that it, the chemicals that um, go on in your brain is it's sort of like a heroin effect. Mm-hmm. So you sort of get it. You can get addicted. The reason people get addicted to online things or chatting is it creates this sort of heroin sort of feeling in your brain and this adrenaline rush through your body. So, oh, it makes sense. So makes sense. it's better than, better than shooting up, kids. Um, <laughs> hey, Kate, what's the most uh, common thing you hear? Um... I'm married. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I'm it's, it's amazing that they, yeah, it's amazing that they tell you they're married right out of the box. And, or they say they're, I'm normal. <laughs> I'm normal. I'm normal and I'm married. Um, and I love oral sex. It's oh, perfect. The third one. Um, but, yeah, the, and, and when you email them back and say, that's a really nice picture of your wife, they email back and will be like, well, she, I totally have her permission. Yeah. Or and I'm sure some of them do. You know, there there are such things as open relationships. But man, when you're trying to pick up a stranger, emailing the picture of your wife is probably not the best way to go about it. <laughs> oh man, especially if she doesn't know, she'd be so upset. Unless it's a yeah. Unless that's what you're soliciting for, I suppose. What's the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Oh, there are so many. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say any of them, or should we just skip that question? Um. My, one of my favorite emails is the um, to the, the the lobster ad that was up in Rhode Island. Yeah. That was a three-page email detailing lobster porn. Oh gosh! And it, I I did not think that anyone would actually go there, but it involved a steam shower and some a steam shower. Oh. Was there butter involved? Like there was a, a, yes. Butter and uh, lemon wedges. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about um, you. uh, Share with Maria and our listeners that night about um, when you were at the bar at Seven Grand. I thought that was a really great story. Um, So towards the end of this experiment, um, so to speak, my friends and I were at a bar in downtown Los Angeles called Seven Grand, Mm -hmm. and it was one of those obnoxious Saturday nights that the bars packed and. Last call at like 115 instead of 145, and I kind of looked around the bar and turned to my friend Sarah and Emily and said, 
these three guys and pointed to, you know, the three dudes at the bar and said, these three guys are going to be the first ones to answer the Craigslist ad I'm about to put up. And I went home and I put up an ad that said, oh, my God, I just left the seven grand. Were you there? Because I think I saw you. If you were, hit me up if you want to hook up. And, God, I had like 50 responses. Mm-hmm. But the second person to answer the ad was the first dude that I had pointed out at the bar. Oh, so he sent, did he send his picture? He sent his picture. Oh, my God. And it was, and it was one of these immediately, like, I opened it up and was like, oh, I was right. I was right. And so, realized that I had a gift. Yeah, what, what, what is the gift? Uh, so tell me what you're it's looking for. It's like a really for. cool social experiment. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, what you- the problem that it had on me is that I'm so jaded now. Yeah. You know, I, it, uh, you know, every it, at this point, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit of a firm believer of everyone is a suspect. Yeah. That the number of people that, you know, are willing to to go there more than the ones that aren't. Mm-hmm. But. But tell me what you're looking for physically or either in body language or in the yeah, way like, somebody looks or in something they say. Tell me what tips you off that these are that the, who the suspects are. Um, with this with this particular guy, it was the guy that would not stop looking around the room, mm-hmm. and you know was trying to make eye contact with every woman, and was not giving up. You know, at that point at two a.m., you know most of the guys had realized that they weren't, you know, they weren't going to hook up with anybody at that bar, and that guy was still trying. Oh. And it was one of these like you knew that he was going to keep trying when he got home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, poor, poor guy. (laughs) The terrifying thing about that is that, so for all of these women out there who believe they're in monogamous marriages, you know, what are their odds that they are in monogamous marriages? And what are their odds that they're going to come down with some sort of uh, lobster (laughs) issue? (laughs) You know, I don't know. it's, it's It's a solid question. There are really good marriages. I have friends with really good marriages. I think that, you know, I have friends with really good judgment who end up, in really good marriages. I know I have really bad judgment and have ended up in really crappy relationships. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's a tough call. Are the, are the guys universally not attractive where you feel like they're not getting, um, they're not getting their needs met in conventional ways. So they're having to resort to this. No, no. I, and, and that was part of the problem is that there were a lot of, you know, responders to these ads that, if I met them at the grocery store, would have been in love. And if mm-hmm. had met them in any other circumstance than them, you know, wanting to have some sort of, you know, whatever it was they were looking for on that particular day, I would would have been in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just you know, so there, there, you know, there aren't any tells or any signs. And, you know, the, the 369th day of this project... You know, I'm giving away the ending on the radio before it's out on the web. Um, <laughs> but the, the end of this project was on the 369th day. Somebody I've known for 15 years answered an ad. Wow. And was trying to have an anonymous hookup with a stranger. And I had turned the, I, you know, somewhere in the project that the ads turned from disgusting to portraying, you know, girls with certain vulnerabilities. <laughs> Whether it was, you know, two different sized breasts or eczema or, you know, some flaw that I'm sure was, you know, came out of some deep-rooted feeling of the flaws that I have personally. And, you know, the, when, when this guy who had answered the ad was confronted about it, mm-hmm. he said it was because you seem so vulnerable. Hmm. Oh, wow. Hmm. Interesting. He was trying to help you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. By sending me personal pictures. So tell me, um, Kate, what are your plans for the future with Filthy Notes from Strangers.com? What are you going to do next? Um, well, I'm going to keep posting the, the different chapters on the website. And the um, hopefully at some point it becomes a book and sells for a bajillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. And in the meantime, I am putting together a live staged reading you, oh. In Chicago, mm. I will fly uh, out if you let me be part of that. <laughs> Just like a I guest think night. That there will be nothing better than making audience participatory segments. That you know, making strangers read these emails out loud. Nothing is better than watching uncomfortable people. 
That's a brilliant idea. I love it. Is that what entered, uh, ended the experiment? Was your friend answering the ad? Is that when you decided to stop? Or did it have a natural ending on you were deciding to stop anyway, and that just happened to be the beautiful culmination of it? about in like a really kind of organic way it was you know I had been let go from my fancy LA producing job and had written what was probably close closest to a real ad that I had written to date which was I've never been fired before tell me your worst story about being fired and Mm -hmm. I will you know maybe hook up Mm -hmm. and the fact that it you know that was the ad that somebody I knew had answered was was impressive to me that you know the closest to real I got got a real response yeah 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 I mean it's tragic to me I mean on so many levels it's it's so sad to me that when you're exposing your most vulnerable sort of personal sad you know underbelly sides to these people and that's what they're responding to but you know I don't know I if they want to make a human connection, and, and sex is the most human connection you can make with somebody. I think it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. I know. I know. It's funny. It's funny and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. Well, you know, that's life. Well, you know, the ad that, that, is that life. I, I cried during sex got 800 responses. Oh, I love that one. Oh, my gosh. Uncontrollable crying. That's so funny. Uncontrollable crying. Yeah. And half of the responses were, I will make you cry harder, and the other <laughs> half were, I cry too. That's awesome. Well, one of the things we should mention is that if you're going to um, have a casual encounter online, you do need to um, wear a hefty bag. Follow some guidelines that maybe Marie Stone did not follow, like don't give out your home address, phone number. Um, if you're going to have a casual encounter, um, it's recommended to do it. You know, go to a public place first. And also, I read, um, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. Like if the ad says, no strings attached, uh, hopscotch, (laughs) we'll call it, (laughs) posted by someone who attaches a picture that looks like, you know, a hot porn star, it's probably some sort of scam because if you really do look like, you know, a professional, you probably don't need to place a personal ad. But you never know. What? Especially if women are doing that. (laughs) You, have you heard of the, there's a new dating um, app, Katie, uh, that uh, hooks up? It's a hookup for singles. I think it started in London. It's like Grinder, but for straight people. I, I know Grinder. I haven't heard the straight version. Now. Yeah, it's um, what is it? it's called? Singles around me. That's what it is. And so it sort of it tells you geographically where you are and who wants to hook up. Yeah, know. and you can kind of look at each other, and because that's one of the things that I noticed about like the online thing is that. Don't really, when you get a sense of the person, you know, there's a lot to be said for sexual chemistry or just that, you know, that kind of feeling of just a a connection um, emotionally. And you don't, you can't really see that in a picture online, so... I think I'd rather walk into a bar with a T-shirt that says I'm horny (laughs) than list myself on an app that will let the single men around me judge me. I think you should start printing those T-shirts immediately and put them on your website for sale. (laughs) I really seriously think you could make a lot of money. Because think about it. You should be selling something if if you're, uh, you're getting that many hits. Every day? That's true. That's true. I've already sold my soul. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, we're taking your calls for the next, um, like, 15 minutes or so. Uh, if you have had an online dating experience, online hookup experience, or if you have a question for Kate, our number here is 949-824-5824. You can email us at thechatroom at KUCI.org. I have our email up and uh, taking, your, um, taking your questions if you want to ask them anonymously and uh you are so i'm going to just talk about some stuff that i looked up do you want to stay on with us kate and chime in on the conversation sure well um a study released last week by the internet site dating direct found that more than one in three single women confessed meeting someone for no strings attached pony rides and i thought that was weird more than one in three is how many is that isn't that two (laughs) (laughs) that's like one point something right I know. I don't know. How do you do fractions with people, though? I get confused. (laughs) They say it's been called a form of liberation and hailed as as a sign that women are becoming more like men. Do you guys, do do you ladies and and gentlemen, Nathan, do you think that women are becoming more like men um, because we're having casual encounters now? Or do you think women are finally just not caring about what anyone thinks? 
well, I doubt women are biologically becoming more like men, but I think yeah. um, I think a lot of the social stigmas about women and sex are lifting a little bit, and so mm-hmm. it's making women feel a little bit more free. And and yeah, I mean, online encounters are so easy. So yeah, I'd be. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to do it anymore, but given my two very dismal experiences with it, I wouldn't recommend it. But uh, I can I can see the I can see the lure of it. Yeah, especially for introverts. You know, there was no outlet for introverted wallflower women like mm-hmm. me before, but now there is, and so I think the internet is just making available to really um, quiet, shy women what yeah. they didn't have before. Well, I I think that's a really good point because women have been oppressed into you know behaving a certain way. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, men's need to dominate mm-hmm. or man's need to dominate. And um, also, you know, religious books written 2,000 years ago. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, also, I also think that women are much better at keeping secrets. <laughs> than men. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I just think in general, I think, that, I think that more of your friends will probably have done it and never, ever, ever, ever admit to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an, I would, I tell everybody everything. So I'm like, I'm laughing because I'm like, I can't keep a secret at all. I'd be like, hey, guess what I did last night? Well, author um, Suzanne uh, Portnoy is a 46-year-old mother of two, famous for her erotic memoir, The Butcher, The Baker, The Candlestick Maker, which described her personal awakening after a 10-year marriage. She writes, time is an issue for me because I have two children and a busy career, but I want pleasure, so I can have either none at all, or I can meet someone casually, get what I want. It's a practical thing. Um, so, do you guys ever do you consider um, taking the skin boat to Tuna Town a practical thing? <laughs> <laughs> Immensely practical, yes. Anybody else, Nathan? Any thoughts on that? Sure. <laughs> know if this relates into it but you know there are there are dating sites for married people right there's this i know what's up with um, that it's so weird yeah and so it's people who want they don't want anonymous hookups necessarily but they want unattached hookups mm-hmm. that website is making tons of money yeah and um and getting a lot of press and you know there's obviously a, a huge unfulfilled need that um, the internet and all of these sites are now serving because the well yeah. <laughs> the well seems to be bottomless, you know, for people who want to do this sort of thing. So, well, Miss, there, oh, sorry, there, there's a website called um, SeaCaptainDating.com mm-hmm. that is genius. <laughs> that is um, for sea captains <laughs> and has like hundreds of profiles of various sea captains. Mm-hmm. Who are looking to date, and the disappointment in my soul when I found out that it was fake oh. was crushing. Oh. Because the person that put had to have been hundreds of hours of work into writing all of these different profiles and really making it a gorgeous, believable site. Oh wow! But the fact that you would believe that, of course, there is a dating site specifically for sea captains. <laughs> Well, I used to... We All a, eight of you out there. <laughs> I dated a guy. We had a yacht with a captain, and he was pretty good-looking, um, I will say. So, Portnoy, uh, Ms. Portnoy goes on to say, women can be guilty of first-date addiction. She says, we love that first kiss, first touch, and first experience with a new partner. We dress up, our body feels heightened, and we're excited. You just don't get that in a long-term relationship or a short-term casual encounter. So, I guess it's an addiction... Maybe that's why women aren't doing it. I don't get her point. I'm confused now. I just confused myself. I got it with the long-term relationships, but I didn't get it with the short-term. I mean, isn't that why you would yeah. have a short-term encounter? Yeah, something? that's what. I mean, maybe I wrote it and copied it wrong or something. But no, um, no. I think that I think that her point. I think her point is is that when there's actually some point of romance involved, oh. but that a lot of the casual encounters mm-hmm. are for practical uses, mm-hmm. for attention, mm-hmm. um, and that it is such a brief thing that afterwards, you, if you're a woman, you might not feel so great about. Right. So, I mean, I think her point there kind of is that the casual encounter is, is it, it, it can be awesome. It can be really awesome. It can also be, you know, a demeaning thing if they're doing it for the wrong reason. But then you still have the element of the getting dressed up and the excitement of meeting someone new. So there is that. I like that part. <laughs> I like getting dressed. I like getting dressed up to come see you, Marie. It's so fun. 
So here's something interesting. A recent survey found that 75% of women are cheered up by doing the horizontal hula. <laughs> I'm like coming up with all these creative they're ways. Che they're cheered up by They're it? cheered up by having a, an encounter with a loving partner. Um, so they're saying, can uh, being fruitful quickly, do you uh, feel the same? And she says, she, uh, Portnoy insists she's happy, saying, women have experienced a habit of thinking, um, you know, casual encounters should always lead to a relationship. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. Um, but a lot of men who, um, who, who have casual encounters just, you know, necessarily they're not good boyfriend material. So hmm. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> she says she does miss having a companionship, and it would be nice to have someone to introduce to her children, though. So there is that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to introduce these Craigslist guys to take them home for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, this is really interesting. Eight out of uh, ten men would um, have an encounter with an attractive stranger if she offered them no strings uh, attached uh, relationship. But women are much pickier, and here's an experiment that proves it. Scientists found that when men were approached by gorgeous female strangers in the street, 97% agreed to go back to their apartments. However, when average-looking girls asked the question, only 80% of the men agreed to go back for a drink, while only 60% immediately agreed to having an encounter. But you when, say only. That's yeah, still pretty high. Yeah, I was going to say, still 80% of the men <laughs> agreed to go back to their apartment. <laughs> they wanted a drink first, yeah. <laughs> so what happened when the ugly girls asked? And then this is going back. <laughs> no. Well, it says, but when men propositioned women, only um, one of the 120 girls agreed to, um, you know, pray okay. for Peter. Right. Well, and I think we're also taught that, you know, stranger danger and that, you know, it, isn't, it is not a safe way to go for women. Right. You know, if, if you are going to do this, Godspeed, but be real careful. Right, right. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I do think a lot of women are just fearful of, I mean, you know, in the yeah. completely safe environment, I think a lot of women would do it. But I think... Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, your chances of being decapitated are probably, you know, 65%. Yeah. I mean, seriously, who's going to go up to some strange guy's apartment, and, uh, besides me, opening my door to, you know, Well, when you look at statistics, too, if one in four um, girls are molested as children, um, then, then you have, you know, a significant amount of the pop female population who's sort of on guard all the time for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So that would make sense, whereas men are constantly ag being aggressive. And, and it's just the way they're built. They're dogs. Well, and women's Sorry, possibility Nathan. of disease and, you know, pregnancy and all the other stuff is way higher than men's. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely yeah. left holding the bag. Yeah. So, Now, if you found out that your, your husband used to engage in, in casual encounters, do you think that that necessarily makes him not good husband material? You know, I was actually writing something about... Um, uh, uh, from my other show about um, someone was shopping a, celeb a celebrity sex videotape and I was writing a joke about it and I asked my husband, Do, have you ever seen a celebrity sex video? And he said, yeah. And I said, which one? And he said, Paris Hilton. I sent it to you, remember? And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so we have that kind of relationship where you know, we are definitely a monogamous couple, but we um, are open to sharing in those things. Paris Hilton. I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm not. <laughs> I'm not threatened by that. And, I, and you know, he's he was a bachelor his entire life until I married him two years ago. So, and he's 54 now. So obviously, you know, we've all looked at something, something or other. I can't tell. Well, you I mean, that. I hope he wasn't a virgin when you married him. But what I'm asking is, <laughs> he taught um, him everything he knows. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, if he was. I just don't think that it it makes. I mean, you you said something earlier about if if you're in if you're one of these guys who's into casual encounters, you're necessarily bad boyfriend material. I don't think that's true. No, I don't think that's true at all. Oh well, so that's cool. what she said. I didn't say that. Portnoy said that. You're just wrong. But <laughs> but yeah, well no, I mean, but if he is just gonna, it's maybe if it's like I, you know, you probably. How did you guys meet? Well, I answered an ad online, showed up at her apartment, and we just hit it off. I mean, that's probably not the story. I don't know. You need a new story. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think that you know sexually experimenting adults that, you know, are into all kinds of different things can also make good husbands and partners and good boyfriends and, Yeah, you know. maybe she's just referring to, like, it's not a great way to start a relationship. Well, no doubt about that. I, I, I'm on board for that. But, but, hey, you never know. There's no right way to do anything, kids, so get out there and enjoy yourselves. That's true. That's true. 
Oh, sadly, we're drawing down on our time. You know, this this website actually reminded me. There's another website out there, not uh, not a not a um, dating meeting hookup website, but uh, it's called DontEvenReply.com. Have you seen? I this? am obsessed. I read every single thing on that website. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, I sent it to you. I remember that, but like way back in the day, didn't uh, no, I? No, I got yeah. it from my, there was this obnoxious uh, teenage girl on an airplane, and she yeah. would not stop laughing, and she was literally like, <laughs> like hard laughing, <laughs> sitting next to me before takeoff, and I was like, finally I just said, what are you laughing at? Right. And then she told me, it's the don't even reply, and I was like, I've got to check this out, and she sort of described a few, and I thought, that sounds great. It's pretty much the same thing, except um, not dating, so it's, you know, it's... Mm-hmm encountering people on it's Craigslist really and trying to, yeah, rope them in for, you know, buying yeah. stuff. Or well, if you want to read more, um, we've been talking about filthynotesfromstrangers.com, so you guys can go and check it out for yourselves if you like. Kate, thank you so much for um, joining us. This has been so enlightening, and you're so awesome. And I can't wait to fly out and see you soon in Chicago. Oh, thank you. Um, just so you guys know, my Google tracking is live right now, and there is one person in Costa Mesa <laughs> looking at filthynotesfromstrangers.com. Oh, right on. Oh, Hello, awesome. Costa Mesa. How are you? Yeah, I hope they're tuned in. Yeah. I hope they're enjoying this. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kate. Thank you, so. That was Kate, filthynotesfromstrangers.com. And, uh, you know, if you, have, uh, if you have questions or comments after the show feel f- or stories, feel free to email us at the chat room at KUCI.org and share some of those with us. I think um, this is going to become more of a problem rather than less of a problem. Is the inter- I don't know if it's a problem, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's going to be, you know, I, I think where the Internet is going is mm-hmm. we don't have our arms completely wrapped around wrapped around it and um oh technology is definitely changing the way that we live in every way and i'm in no doubt that it'll change the way that we you know meet and fall in love and well it's interesting because i think a lot of what um stimulated the porn (laughs) stimulated the internet was porn Mm -hmm. and um you know as, as what is it rule 34 if there if it exists there is porn of it and um yeah kate certainly proved that point over and over again so you know i think uh it's good to even if you're not um, interested in engaging in this but if you have kids and you're worried about you know where their future lies i think it lies right here and so whether or not you want to be aware of it i think it's a good idea to sort of brush up and educate yourself on websites that your kids are visiting and you know predatory things like that so oh absolutely there's all kinds of safeguards too that when when my children were first getting their their computers weren't in place that that are in place now yeah hopefully parents will be mindful of that a little vigilant is what Mm -hmm. it's it's hard because as soon as you put up a roadblock there's a there's a way around it so anyway all right kids that's all the time we have for today you've been tuned into the chat room at kuci 88.9 fm in irvine we'll be right back here with you next friday night at five so uh be sure and join us then and uh stay tuned paul uh, paul has come up with some great tunes so stay tuned we'll see you right back here next week